Paul Felder has given his all to the UFC. The American fighter of Irish and German descent created buzz early by winning his first 8 fights, and in the process he became the CFFC lightweight champion. This momentum continued early on in the UFC which led to many having high hopes for his future with the promotion. And although he's put on some amazing performances and has been in some awesome fights, he was never able to capture UFC gold. So how good was Paul Felder actually? Hey guys it's Keon and today I'm going to be talking to you about Paul the Irish Dragon Felder. Now now that he has officially retired, he will be known more for his role as a color commentator. A role that I think he does a superb job at, but we can't forget his accomplishments as a fighter. Although he never became a champion, he was still able to become a top contender in a division full of killers. And he did all this while calling fights. So in this video, we will take a look at his MMA career to really understand how good he was. But first, shout out to the undisputed members of my Patreon. They get the extra perk of a shout out before each video. But even the intro members get early access and video to the Keon Kamara podcast and as always the money goes to charity and before we start if you're not subscribed please hit that button and click the bell for notifications on my new videos now let's get to it Paul began his MMA career on December 10th 2011 at the age of 26 prior to his debut he trained in Taekwondo Karate and Muay Thai his first opponent in MMA was Matume Gudrum Matume controlled most of round one with takedowns and ground and pound credit to Paul for doing as much as he can off his back but he was getting battered despite this beating Matume was tired by the second and although he secured a few more takedowns, he didn't do much well on top. And once referee Dan Mergliotta stood the fight up, Paul connected with a couple of knees. Matume went down and ate more punches before Mergliotta stepped in. After winning another fight, Paul fought Kama Worthy. The two opened up by trading some shots. Then Kama tried to secure a takedown, but instead he got pressed up against the cage. This led to some punches in the clinch from Paul. And once he connected with knees to the head, Kama went down and ate ground and pound before the ref stepped in. Paul picked up another win before fighting Corey Bleakin. Although Corey brought the fight down a few times, reversed the position, and maintained top control. Paul denied most of the takedowns, attempted submissions, and overall found more success on the feet. After three rounds, he won by unanimous decision. Paul picked up another win before fighting for the Cage Fury Fighting Championship's lightweight belt. His opponent was Mark Stevens. Paul was the aggressor on the feet for the entire fight. In round two, he locked up a rear naked choke, but Mark escaped. But Paul remained on top and threw ground and pound that eventually forced the ref to step in, making him the Cage Fury Fighting Championship's lightweight champion. His first title defense was against Craig Johnson. Paul was dominant with his striking as he connected with punches, kicks, knees, and elbows. Craig's game plan was to bring the fight down, but most of his attempts were denied. Even when he did bring it down, Paul was able to get back up easily. Craig had no answer, and in round two, he ate a spinning heel kick that knocked him out cold. This 8-0 record led to the UFC signing Paul in August of 2014. His first opponent was Jason Sago. Paul was the aggressor on the feet and denied most of the takedowns. Even when he did get taken down, he landed more shots, reversed the position, and got a hold of Jason's back. The biggest moment of the fight was when Paul got dropped near the end of round 3 with a flying knee. This led to an armbar attempt by Jason, but time ran out. And overall, he maintained top control for most of the fight. But in the end, Paul won by split decision. At UFC 182, he fought Danny Castillo. I remember the hype around Paul being quite big for this fight, not only because of his resume, but also because of him being Irish. And at this time, when the Conor McGregor hype was riding high, the MMA scene was very interested in Irish fighters. And although Paul didn't train with him, his nickname of the Irish Dragon was enough for many to take notice, and he capitalized big time as he was picking apart Danny on the feet for most of the fight. This led to a spinning back fist from Paul that knocked him out. Six months later, he fought Edson Barboza. Both men kept the action on the feet for the entire fight, and although Paul landed some significant shots, he also got countered by many as well. By the end, Edson won by unanimous decision, ending Paul his first pro defeat. At UFC 191, he fought Ross Pearson. Although both men connected on the feet, it was Ross who landed the more significant shots and even had some moments 
moments on the ground. By the end, he won by split decision. Following this two-fight losing streak, Paul fought Darren Crookshank. The two went back and forth on the feet for most of the fight. And overall, Darren was connecting with the better shots. But Paul was a threat with his submissions throughout the fight. In around three, he locked up a rare naked choke that forced a tap. Four months later, Paul fought Josh Berkman. The two traded shots for the entire fight. Although Josh had his moments, Paul was the aggressor on the feet for the most part. By the end, Paul won by unanimous decision. Following this win, he went to Brazil and fought Francisco Trinaldo. Paul ate some big shots in this fight and also got taken down. A few elbows from Francisco opened up a cut on Paul's face, and this forced the doctor to stop the fight. Five months later, Paul fought Alessandro Ricci. Alessandro got outstruck before getting dropped by punches. Paul followed up with ground and pound before the ref stepped in. After this victory, he fought Stevie Ray. Stevie got dropped by a knee before eating elbows on the ground that knocked him out. Two days after this win, Paul made his debut as a color commentator for Dana White's Contender Series. And on September 16, 2017, he called his first fight card at UFC Fight Night 116. Despite this busy schedule, he still managed to fight one more time before the end of the year against Charles Oliveira. The two opened up the fight by trading on the feet. Then Charles secured a takedown. And although Paul got up, he got taken down again and had to defend a darts choke. Charles was unable to lock it, so he got a hold of his back and tried to secure a rare naked choke. But Paul shook him off and got on top. This led to shots from above until the end of the round. In the second, Paul connected with some elbows in the clinch which brought the action to the ground. This led to more shots from above. Charles got a hold of a leg but was unable to lock up anything. So Paul maintained top control and began throwing big elbows before Dan Mergliotta stepped in. At UFC 226, he took a short notice fight at Welterweight and fought Mike Perry. And the size really proved to be a factor in this fight. Mike connected with the hardest shots and also secured takedowns easily. By the end, he won by split decision. Despite this defeat, Paul found even more success in color commentating as he called his first pay-per-view card at UFC 230. He came back to fighting in early 2019 and returned down to lightweight to fight James Vick. Paul was controlling the action on the feet for the entire fight. By the end, he won by unanimous decision, but he ate a huge knee to the body which caused his lung to collapse due to a puncture. Regardless, he fought 7 months later at UFC 242 against Edson Barboza, making it their second meeting. Paul pressed forward for most of the fight and connected with some nice punches, but Edson countered with shots of his own, especially with kicks. He also took Paul down a couple of times, but he had a hard time holding him down and also had to defend an armbar at one point. It was a very close fight and although 13 out of 16 MMA media outlets scored it for Edson, it was Paul who won by split decision. Following this win, he headlined his first UFC fight card. His opponent was Dan Hooker and the fight took place in Dan's home of Auckland, New Zealand. For 5 rounds, the two went to war as they both connected with some nice punches and kicks. But overall, Paul was pressing forward more and landed the more significant shots. Dan did close the final round with a takedown and his face was not as battered by the end. 12 out of 17 MMA media outlets scored the fight for Paul, but the judges gave the split decision victory to Dan. After this fight, Paul announced that he was considering retirement, but he later retracted those statements and was still willing to continue. His next fight was 9 months later and it was one that he took on 5 days notice as an injury replacement. On a fight card that he was originally supposed to do color commentary for, his opponent was former UFC lightweight champion, Rafael Dos Anjos. Despite cutting 22 pounds in a short period of time and not training in an MMA gym in 4 months, Paul was able to go 5 rounds and put on a valiant effort. But Rafael was the aggressor in this fight both on the feet and on the ground. By the end, he won by split decision. Despite all of this, Paul returned to his color commentating duties 3 days after the fight in Dana White's Contender Series. Although he said he would return to fighting, on May 22, 2021, he announced on the live broadcast of UFC Fight Night 188 that he would be retiring from MMA. At 37, he no longer had the desire to compete and didn't want to hold up the division. And with a career in color commentating, I really believe that he left the sport at the right time. So after going 17-6 and six in a career that saw him become the CFFC lightweight champion, how good was 
Paul Felder actually. He is possibly the greatest company man in UFC history. Not only did Paul become a top 10 fighter in one of the toughest divisions of all time, but he did it while also doing color commentating. And I get it, there's champions like Daniel Cormier and Dominic Cruz who have done it simultaneously as well. But Paul was put in positions where at times he had to do both on short notice, and he still showed up without having any complaints. Whenever the company needed him or needed someone, he was more than happy to do it. I didn't even mention the time when he cornered his teammate Jared Gordon in the middle of calling fights that same night. This is a huge reason why many love and respect him. But let's focus on who Paul was as a fighter first. He was a striker who displayed his impressive Muay Thai skills. He threw kicks, knees, elbows, and punches so eloquently. And as technical as he was with his striking, he also wasn't afraid to move forward and eat some shots in order to return some. He was able to take some serious damage, and because of it, he never got knocked out in his MMA career. Even if he was in trouble, he still maintained a fast pace due to his incredible cardio. Although he occasionally displayed his power on the feed, it was on full display when on the ground. His ground and pound was nasty, especially when he'd throw elbows. When he got on top, there was a huge risk of his opponent getting finished. His jiu-jitsu was also impressive. He did well in getting a hold of his opponent's back, and overall, he was a threat with submissions despite only winning one fight by it. Even his takedown and submission defense was solid. I mean, to defend all of Charles Oliveira's submission attempts is a huge achievement. But of course, his heart was the biggest factor for him both inside and outside of the cage. His lung collapsed in his fight against James Vick, yet he still pulled through. The amount of times he'd get cut open, yet it did not deter him from his game plan is impressive in itself. He never made the fight easy for any of his opponents, win or lose. And that may have played a part in why all of the fighters that defeated him went on to lose their next fight afterwards. So why wasn't he able to become a UFC champion? Like I said, the lightweight division, especially in the time when he was fighting in it, is one of the most stacked divisions of all time. He also began fighting at the age of 26, which isn't too late, but we have to keep in mind, Paul also had other commitments besides competing. As much as he had his heart in fighting, he also had his heart in color commentating, which I can only imagine must have been a hectic schedule for him. Especially for a fighter who isn't a champion, as it meant he had to fight more frequently. And in my opinion, this hindered him from reaching his full potential as a mixed martial artist. Had he fully committed to competing, I definitely could have seen him become a number one contender. But I truly believe he made the right decision in calling fights. Because not only is he really good at it and is also one of my personal favorites, but he has also set himself up for the future. And that's something that many MMA fighters can't say once they retire. So even though he never captured UFC gold, Paul is still leaving the game on top. That's why I would give his MMA career an 8 out of 10. Aside from calling fights, he's also pursuing acting. And I know many MMA fighters have done this, but I think Paul would actually be very good at it. Especially since he had acting experience prior to MMA. Plus, he was the last man to defeat current UFC lightweight champion, Charles Oliveira. That's definitely a victory that has aged like fine wine. And it proves that Paul was able to hang with the best of the best. When I look back at all that he's done, I think to myself that he wasn't just another UFC fighter. Because Paul Felder used the platform that he was given and maximized it as much as he could. My name is Keon and this is my take on Paul the Irish Dragon Felder. Do you agree, disagree, or have something else to add? Please put in the comments down below because I love to read it. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel for more content like this. But that's all I have for now, so I'll see you in my next one.